Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game for Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. What's going on? How are you guys? Yes, it is Revenge of the 5th. Yesterday was May the 4th, and today is Revenge of the 5th. Not only that, it is Cinco de Mayo, so it's almost like there's two holidays today. Uh, If you're a big-time Star Wars fan, this is a holiday to Revenge of the 5th. Reminds you of Revenge of the Sith. And like I said, if you listened to the podcast yesterday, uh, that one from May 4th talking about Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the show, the last season, the finale episode, which debuted on May 4th, of course. You can check that out on www.seethegame.com. That is our website. Uh, You can check us out on social media, seethegame24. That's on Instagram and Twitter, at seethegame24. Uh, Once again, seethegame.com, though. Got all the episodes of the podcast, all 19, and the 20th episode, which is this one right here. Uh, Another Star Wars one for Revenge of the Fifth. We're doing back-to-back podcasts. I'm going to try to make sure that this one isn't too long. I do not want to go uh, over an hour, and if I do, not too far over an hour. But we're doing, uh, in celebration of Star Wars Day, back-to-back Star Wars Day, May the 4th, and Revenge of the 5th, we're going to rank every single Star Wars theatrical released film. And not only that, I'm also going to give you my 24 favorite Star Wars characters, so... I'm not going to go into huge detail with every single movie and especially not with the characters. With the characters, I'm just going to tell you something that I like about each character, whether it's appearance or whatnot. And some of the characters, I will get into more specifics. But we are going to start with the ranking of every single Star Wars movie that was released in the theaters And we're going to kick off this list from worst to best. So all 12 theatrical releases of Star Wars movies. Number 12 is The Rise of Skywalker, the most recently released movie, uh, Star Wars movie in the theaters. And listen, I'm just going to get into it right now. If you like the sequel trilogy, um, I'm not ripping on you. It's okay. I don't really understand why people enjoy the sequels to me. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, really, I'm kind of going to summarize the three movies in one, like why I don't like them. So I'm just going to get right into it right now. So The Rise of Skywalker was very disappointing because basically it felt like the whole movie was just, uh, oh, we have to recover from our mistakes of The Last Jedi instead of trying to build off of it what you did. Um, it was just, I was not a fan of it, to be honest. It just, these prequel, uh, not prequel, sequel movies feel almost heartless to me. It feels like there's a lot of involvement from maybe Kathleen Kennedy or whoever, um, not giving what the fans really wanted. Like this movie could have been way higher on the list had Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker ghost appeared. I'm gonna be honest, like that. You heard his voice here at Sam Jackson's, uh, Liam Neeson. Like that was really cool, but. It would have been way better to see them all, but especially at the end, Anakin should have been there with Luke and Leia. Uh, It's not right to me. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, mind you, is the GOAT. He's the chosen one. Um, I think I just, honestly, I just don't like kind of the slap in the face that us prequel fans uh, have gotten. And listen, when we were kids, we didn't know about the hate. We were just kids growing up watching Star Wars, enjoying the new movies. 
Then you get older and you realize, oh, I guess the prequels aren't very good because every single Star Wars fan on YouTube just rants about how bad the prequels are. And then you grow up and you you watch them again and you're like, wait a minute. I mean, I know there are flaws, but they are not that bad. And then the sequels came out and Force Awakens to me is the best one of the sequel trilogy. Um, I'm going to be honest, though, that was basically a clone copy of A New Hope. And... I tried to defend it for a long time. I really liked it when it came out, but more and more as the next two movies came out, it really made me like The Force Awakens even less. And honestly, I just don't watch any of these movies very often. I only watched them in the theaters. I did not watch Rise of Skywalker uh, since it came out on Disney+. Plus. I don't care. I know what happened in the movies. I don't need to watch them again to rank these. I know that... Listen, I'm just going to give you the list right now, the bottom half of the list. So... 12 is The Rise of Skywalker, 11 is The Last Jedi, and 10 is The Force Awakens. So I think it really goes, the first one that was released was the best, second was second, and the last one was the worst. Those are the three worst Star Wars movies ever released, and they were worse than that Clone Wars movie, which wasn't really that good either, although I think it gets hated on a little more than it deserves to. Uh, but I understand it was definitely uh, some of the weaker episodes of the Clone Wars. They really combined a few episodes of the Clone Wars just into a theatrical uh, release. So you can tell which each episode should have ended. You can kind of tell like, oh, they solved this problem. Now they have to deal with this problem. So there is that, but I enjoyed it. I'll watch that more than these three. So I just, here's my thing with the sequels and I'll get into them even more when I talk more about the prequels, but I just felt like it was heartless. There aren't any good planets. I know that that was really important in Star Wars to me. I think the prequels did the best job of creating unique planets. I mean, you can't lie. Like, the best planets in the entire Star Wars universe were on the prequels. Mustafar, Geonosis, Utapau, Naboo, um, Kamino. Like, all these different planets. Tatooine was still there, uh, still looking as, you know, great as ever. I feel like like all those planets were way better. Like, I can't really name one planet from the new movies except for uh, the first one that they went to, uh, Jakku, where they found Rey. That's it. I can't really tell you the names of the other planets. Like, I just... Listen, I'm a big Star Wars fan, no doubt, but I just don't enjoy these sequel movies very much i don't care to watch them if you like them cool but i think you know ray is a total mary sue that's very true like she's just super powerful just to be super powerful um which is fine i guess but i don't know it's just like huh you know like one one thing like force awakens had there are good moments there's a reason like why is last jedi ranked higher than rise of skywalker because Last Jedi had one really great scene to me. And it was when um, they drove that ship through um, the First Order ship. And the, the sound went off and the explosion went through. Like, that was really cool. And then uh, she sacrificed herself for uh, the entire Resistance. That was a cool moment, I, I will say. Like, that was really cool. It was well done. And that's one thing you got to give the sequels credit for. Okay. What's one thing they do better than the prequels is like in terms of just visual effects, which I should hope that they're better than the prequels. Prequels came out 1999, 2002, and 2005. The three prequel movies came in. So 
meanwhile the the prequel trilogy the sequel trilogy you had releases of 2015 2017 and 2019 i should hope that the movies released in 15 17 and 19 i should hope that they have better visual effects but here's the thing there was just no heart to them i didn't see dope planets like one cool thing about rise of skywalker was the second death star uh ran and ray dueling on the death star and the dueling in the sequel trilogy this is where uh these films really get hurt for me is that the saving grace of many star wars movies is the awesome uh lightsaber duels and i just don't feel like the duels in the sequel trilogy are very good it just feels like they're swinging bats at each other they are not very entertaining the one at the end of force awakens is all right it's a cool moment when ray uses the force to get anakin and luke's lightsaber like that was pretty cool but honestly i'm just not a fan of these lightsaber duels like they're not very good the best one like i said was the one in force awakens probably why force awakens is my highest ranked one because it's an all right lightsaber duel but again i don't really go back and watch any of these movies i just don't it's okay if you like them i just don't uh that's just how i see it i just think like rise of skywalker was very lazy they just threw in palpatine and they made ray palpatine's uh granddaughter like i just uh that okay like you just threw that in there i guess but i don't know it just felt lazy uh felt like they were trapped ryan johnson tried to do something that could have worked in a non um like a spin-off star wars story but when you're talking about a main star wars story episode eight like you can't do what ryan johnson did just throwing a loop and that everybody people love that some people do at least that throne room uh duel when kylo and ray duel all the guards after kylo ren kills snoke it's a terrible duel there are so many mistakes i've seen breakdowns of how many mistakes were made and you could say there are mistakes in the prequels but like it's just obvious that they messed up and you don't even have to slow it down you can see the mistakes so it's just a terrible duel um yeah i really can't say i mean luke skywalker didn't like where they took his character didn't make sense for his character i know like you say oh well this is how he could have reacted i mean i guess but like all you need to know is that mark hamill was upset about it and he's the one who plays luke skywalker so i don't know that's just me but you know if you like the sequels that's okay um i'm not gonna say you're a bad person or anything i am gonna say you're stupid if you say that any of these sequel movies are better than revenge of the sith i saw a list where they had revenge of the sith at seventh in the movies and they just did the the skywalker saga quote unquote but how is this the skywalker saga ray skywalker that really made me mad too she called herself ray skywalker and not that she said that it would have been cool if anakin was there like anakin needs to endorse that anakin's the skywalker he's the one who gets to endorse that not i'm sorry not luke or leia luke and leia are anakin's kids it's anakin's that's his name so i'm i'm sorry but that just that annoyed me too but anyway coming in at nine is the clone wars and like i said there are many flaws with this movie but my thing is i rank these on based on if i'll watch them and i won't watch the sequels but i'll watch the clone wars movie every now and then especially if i'm gonna do a clone wars marathon like want to go through every episode and try to binge it then you gotta watch the movie and yeah that they're not some of the best star wars clone wars episodes but there's still some good moments and we're introduced to ahsoka and that alone puts it over the sequel trilogy the introduction of ahsoka tano 
one of the best Star Wars characters of all time. Uh, that's really all that needs to be said. So, number eight is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And listen, I liked it a lot. I used to like it more, but I watch it, and it's honestly kind of boring. Um, love the Darth Vader stuff. Uh, there's more Darth Vader. Probably would have liked it more. The final battle is amazing. And then, of course, what some people call fan service, the best part of this movie by far is the scene where... They've got the Death Star plans. They've got them on this little drive, and they're trying to get out. And who shows up on their ship? But it's Darth Vader, and he's just going through all the Rebel soldiers, killing them all with ease. I mean, that's a great scene, and they're trying to get out. They barely escape uh, by the skin of their teeth, but we know in A New Hope that that just kicks right off into A New Hope. So I like that, but I just wasn't a fan of many of the characters. Like the droid that was in there was cool. Uh, but no characters, like, I knew that these people were gonna die, you know, so, it's alright, though, I don't hate it, like, I'll, I'll watch it every now and then, but honestly, like, most times I do a Star Wars marathon, I don't even watch Rogue One, I just watch, like, the final battle, or better yet, and I like, I like the final battle is really good, so I usually will watch the final battle, but sometimes I'll just watch the Darth Vader scene because um, that Darth Vader scene is unbelievable, and they call it fan service, and like, how could you not love that scene, but coming in in 7 is Solo, a Star Wars story, and honestly, for all the stuff that went down in production, losing directors and everything, this was a miracle how good it was, it's a pretty good movie, now, The Last Jedi ruined uh, its chance to be anything in terms of box office success, but Solo is a nice movie, it's a nice little heist movie in the Star Wars universe, uh honestly i didn't like han at first but i'm like you know what he kind of is a young han solo because a young han solo isn't going to be the same as the han we know and love from the original trilogy so i actually really really enjoy uh solo i think it's very good some people again the fan service thing with darth maul how awesome was that when darth maul shows up some people really hate that i love it because darth maul is one of my favorite characters so him showing up and like that he's the boss like that's pretty awesome it's a little nod and then he reveals the lightsaber too that was really cool uh so i'm a big fan of solo uh we saw how han meets chewy han meets lando how he gets the millennium falcon the kessel run the kessel run was a great scene too so uh i just overall i thought solo was a pretty good movie and so now we come into the top six now the top six are the original trilogy and the prequels i think those are the best star wars movies i know some people think phantom menace and attack of the clones are absolute garbage and i disagree so number six is the phantom menace yes i do think it's the worst out of these six and yes there are many flaws with this movie it's nowhere near a perfect movie uh for a star wars movie though i enjoy it even the stupid stuff listen I used to hate Jar Jar Binks. I did. The thing is, I no longer hate Jar Jar. The sequels made me not hate Jar Jar anymore. And also, Thanos made me not hate Jar Jar uh, at all. I do not hate him anymore. And here's why I say Thanos. Without Jar Jar Binks, Thanos isn't possible. Like, that doesn't happen without Jar Jar. He was the first character to be like a fully digital animated character that was like a main character. And, I mean, he's beautiful in terms of like just how well he was animated like that was incredible for 1999 for all the talk about how the cgi and the phantom menace isn't very good which i kind of disagree with i think they had some great planets on there like naboo looks beautiful in this movie as it does in attack of the clones uh coruscant is unbelievable as well awesome city just love this movie and love the little ties to 
Palpatine. I love the scene um, when Qui-Gon Jinn is being burned at the funeral and it's the conversation between Yoda and Mace Windu always too. There are no more, no less. A master and apprentice and Mace says, well, who was destroyed, the, the master or the apprentice? And then the camera pans showing Palpatine with a little like just ominous music and it's just like a little hint like, oh yeah, that's the master and he's right there. He basically heard what you were saying. Love that, and of course, you can't talk about the Phantom Menace without one of the best lightsaber duels ever. Darth Maul against Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, this duel is awesome. The music, Duel of the Fates, some of the best stuff. And that's one thing that's common through the uh, all nine movies in the Skywalker saga. Is John Williams' soundtrack is an A+. Uh, the best movie soundtrack ever has to go to Star Wars. Like, in terms of just, like... And I'm not talking about soundtracks that have, like, actual songs. And I'm talking about, like, orchestral songs. So, like, stuff in that category would be, like, Batman orchestral music and stuff. So, like, Dark Knight trilogy music. That's up there for sure. Uh, the Avengers soundtrack. The Avengers theme is awesome. But they don't have as many hits in terms of uh, just how many hits that Star Wars has in terms of the, the music. It's unbelievable. Like, Avengers, the theme is awesome. But, like, they don't have any more really iconic songs other than the theme. And that's pretty much it, really, when you think about it in terms of the Avengers movies. Meanwhile, Star Wars, you got so many great songs. So, like, I just, I really love Duel of the Fates. One of my favorites. And the duel is awesome. They always say, oh, well, they don't talk. And it's too choreographed. Like, that's how fights in movies are. They're choreographed. That's the point. I'll take that duel any day over anything that the sequels had to offer. Uh, but coming in, now we're in the top five. Number five is Attack of the Clones, another movie that is constantly ripped on. Um, listen, everybody wants to rip on Hayden Christensen. I thought he did a fantastic job. Now, they call him whiny. And I think Hayden's performance was actually exactly what Anakin needed to be. He wasn't going to be this perfect dude. First of all, he grew up as a slave, so that's already messed with his mind. And Qui-Gon died, who was really supposed to be his master. Qui-Gon Jinn needed to be Anakin's master. Instead, the council, for some reason, lets Obi-Wan train him, even though he just became a Jedi Knight. He's not supposed to have an apprentice yet. Should have been someone like Mace Windu. Mace Windu really should have been Anakin's master when you think about it, because he would have been the one with the best chance of preventing that uh, dark side turn, because he would have taught him about the dark side, because Mace Windu... Uh, is the one Jedi, who, that's why he has a purple lightsaber. I mean, obviously, we all know it's because Sam Jackson asked for it. But they they put a canon uh, reason for why it's purple because Mace is, uh, he, he's straying from the dark, but he's also using some dark side techniques. So that makes him really cool. But anyway, Anakin does a great job because, like I said, he's a, he was a slave. And honestly, they call him the chosen one. Qui-Gon said he was going to bring balance to the Force. But he's not really treated like it. He's held back. His skills are basically the same as his master, and that's why they needed an older master for Anakin, somebody where he couldn't look at his skills and be like, well, I'm basically just as good as you. Why am I not a Jedi Knight yet? So, you know, and then he, he falls in love with Padme, and yes, there are some cringy lines, I know. But honestly, when you get to the Battle of Geonosis, I love the Battle of Geonosis. It's very fun. Uh, Jango Fett is in the movie, and the planet of the Kamino, the clones... Uh, Jango Fett's awesome. I, I, I love Jango Fett. I love the fight with Obi-Wan and then the preceding fight in space. I think both of those are awesome. Some great effects in there. The Battle of Geonosis is fun. 
Uh, it's just a fun movie. Again, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, they're not perfect movies, but neither are any of these Star Wars movies, to be honest. But there are flaws in them, but I enjoy them. That's why Attack of the Clones is fifth. And then four is Star Wars, or I guess it's known now as A New Hope, but is originally called Star Wars. The thing is, I know this was the original, and some people rank it number one. And, and I understand that. I do understand uh, why people would rank it number one, especially if you were like a kid when it first came out. That's nostalgia talking. It doesn't hold up today, but I will say it's one, it's arguably the most important movie in the history of cinema. Without A New Hope, without Star Wars, you know, just Star Wars, there is no uh, blockbuster movies, summer blockbuster hits. That, that doesn't exist. Avengers, superhero movies, all that stuff doesn't exist without Star Wars coming out. So it's a very important movie. It just doesn't hold up, but... I still love it. Like the effects don't hold up, but it's still a fun movie. Great story, great music, great characters. Um, so yeah, I really have a lot of fun with the New Hope. I just don't think it's as good as the top three. And number three on the list is Return of the Jedi. Now, my thing about Return of the Jedi is a lot of people complain about Ewoks. I understand, um, but I don't really care. I'm not as bothered by it as I used to when I was. In like my teen years, I didn't really like Ewoks, but they're okay. I'm not really mad about that anymore. My thing is the ending duel with Emperor Palpatine overseeing the duel between Vader and Luke, the rematch. I enjoy that very much. Um, I enjoy the space battle at the end. I enjoy the scenes on Endor. I will say Han Solo is not as good of a character in this movie as he was in uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. That's for sure. He was a much better character before he got frozen in Carbonite. Uh, he wasn't as... He's a little nicer in this. He just didn't feel as much like Han Solo. Uh, so that was a little bit annoying. And one annoying thing about this movie is the fact that they changed the song at the end from the... Yup, nope. I don't know why they changed that. I hate the new song. That's stupid that they did that. Uh, that's one of the changes I hate. One of the changes I like is that they put Hayden Christensen's Force Ghost in there. Some people still hate that, uh, but I don't care. I love it because uh, that's my guy, so I'm glad they put him in, and that's what most of the fans going to remember. We never saw Sebastian uh, Shaw as Anakin Skywalker. We never really, like, just without the mask, and he was all burned up. So I like that they changed Hayden Christensen. That's just me, though. I mean, if you don't, you don't, but... Just my opinion. Uh, but coming in at number two, of course, is Empire Strikes Back. And this is uh, the only two Star Wars movies that made it into my top 20 favorite movies of all time list. And Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies in the history of cinema. Uh, you could easily rank it as the best film of all time. Uh, it's that good. Uh, it's perfect, to be honest. Like, this one and... Revenge of the Sith, I can just watch all the way through. There's really, to me, even the cringy dialogue in Revenge of the Sith, there's some cringy dialogue in all Star Wars movies. I don't need to skip it at all. I just want to watch the whole movie all the way through for both of these. Love Empire Strikes Back, and it's got one thing going for it that no other movie can say, and that is that it has the biggest plot twist in the history of cinema with Darth Vader telling Luke Skywalker that he is his father, um, that's an unbelievable moment. Uh, the asteroid field chase is fun. Boba Fett appears and we all know Boba Fett is awesome. So I just love everything about Empire Strikes Back, but it is Revenge of the Fifth. And this is why I wanted to do the list because number one is 
for sure, in my opinion, Revenge of the Sith. It is the 15-year anniversary of when Revenge of the Sith hit theaters. Uh, came out in 2005. The specific day would be May 19th, 2005. So we are just 14 days away from the actual 15-year anniversary of the release of Revenge of the Sith. But this is the best Star Wars movie of all time. I love this movie. I watch it more than any Star Wars movie, and it's not even close. And I watch Empire way more than all the other ones as well. But Revenge of the Sith, I can watch this movie every day, no problem. Uh, I can't even say that about Empire, but Revenge of the Sith, I can watch every day. And it's just, it's one of my favorite movies. The only movie I could say I like more than this is The Dark Knight. And I don't even know if I like The Dark Knight more. But I did put that as number one on my 20 favorite movies ever. Uh, and for now, I'm, I'm still going to roll with Dark Knight being my favorite movie. But Revenge of the Sith is so close to being there. Uh, love this movie so much. I don't understand when people say the prequels suck. I think you're stupid uh, for saying that because Revenge of the Sith doesn't suck. It sure doesn't. To me, you can't rank it any lower than two. Uh, I feel like in terms of if I were to compare Star Wars movies to like basketball players, I said Empire Strikes Back is Michael Jordan and Revenge of the Sith is Kobe Bryant. Uh, just like in basketball, I think Kobe's better than Mike. Revenge of the Sith is better than Empire Strikes Back. Kind of dumb, but that's just how I feel. And I love Revenge of the Sith like... I mean, it has the greatest lightsaber duel ever with Anakin versus Obi-Wan. And then mixed in there, you got Yoda versus Emperor Palpatine. And just a epic confrontation between, at this point, the two strongest Force users in the galaxy. And then you got Master versus Apprentice, two brothers dueling it out. And then Obi-Wan gets the high ground. And I love the tie in Return of the Jedi. Darth Vader says, Obi-Wan has taught you well because Luke has the high ground. And, of course, Obi-Wan had the high ground chopped both Anakin's legs and one of his arms off he burns to crisps and that's a dark and sad moment um man like Revenge of the Sith has everything it has the emotion of Order 66 and all the Jedi getting gunned down by their clones um you got General Grievous who had the four lightsabers Anakin killing Count Dooku chopping his head off that was savage and you just see his head rolling too like that was very savage to do that this is the darkest Star Wars movie by far, and it just got even better with the last four episodes of The Clone Wars as well. It made it even better. So definitely Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion. And so the other part of this podcast is I'm going to tell you my 24 favorite Star Wars characters. I was just writing down my favorite Star Wars characters, and I was just going through and I'm like, yeah, let me add this to the podcast for Revenge of the Fifth. So... 24 grand moff tarkin iconic character i uh, loved what they did with him in the clone wars too introducing him in there as well and his little uh interactions with anakin skywalker was very interesting um and he's just an iconic character in the original star wars movie you may fire when ready like that you know whose voice that is uh 23 kit fisto not much in the movies but in the 2003 clone wars show he is awesome and he's awesome in the clone wars when we got to see some kit fisto uh, he's got a green lightsaber, and I just like his design. Uh, I was just always a fan of Kit Fisto. Uh, 22, Mando. Listen, The Mandalorian is a great show, and it's only one season, so I think Mando is going to go higher on this list as time goes on, but I love this character so far. Baby Yoda is not going to be on this list. Uh, maybe he will in time, but I'm not just going to rank him on there because of cuteness. Uh, but Mando is fantastic, and so people will come at me, oh, why you got Kit Fisto so high? People have Baby Yoda higher than that, so miss me with that but listen it's not just for movies like this is tv shows this is 
comics uh books everything this is combining everything like just my personal favorite and so mando is awesome he's 22 21 cad bane cad bane was awesome in the clone wars um i really enjoyed him as a great bounty hunter he's a great foil to anakin obi-wan and ahsoka uh there's some great cad bane uh, stuff in the clone wars you should definitely check those episodes out 20 asajj ventress uh she's got great roles in not only the clone wars but Clone Wars, uh, the original 2003 Clone Wars, she was awesome in there. The duel with Anakin is one, the best duel in that show, and it's one of the better Star Wars duels ever. Like, it's fantastic. You see Anakin's little dark side rage in him there. And in the Clone Wars, she has a good arc, too, getting finally getting betrayed by Count Dooku and ends up becoming just a bounty hunter. Like, I thought that was really cool. And two red lightsabers, like, that's raw. Come on, now. 19 Django Fett. I love Django Fett. I think he, uh, to me, that's underrated for him. I really enjoy Django Fett. Looks like a modern Boba Fett and the jetpack, the two guns. I love the two guns and how they sound when he shoots them. The fight with Obi-Wan. Uh, he has some good stuff in Legends, too. Uh, so I really enjoy Django Fett as a character. But 18 is Count Dooku. People underestimate Count Dooku. Like, he is awesome as well. Uh, he, there's a lot of great stuff in the Clone Wars with Count Dooku. And he's a very smart and it's funny how he's like such a cocky duelist. He gets Jedi mad and gets them like out of their game plan by really he talks he talks smack. That's what he does, and I, I enjoy that about Count Dooku. Seventeen, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn, very underrated Jedi in my opinion. Uh Liam Neeson did a fantastic performance, but his character is just really cool because he is just one of those guys who's like different from the Jedi. He He's a Jedi, but he's not on the council because he doesn't agree with everything that they believe in. And he's the original one who's able to come back to the Force uh, after death. He was the first one, and he's the one who taught Yoda and then uh, Obi-Wan how to do that so you could become a Force ghost. So Qui-Gon Jinn's a very important Jedi, and if he didn't die, Anakin would have had a much better life because Qui-Gon would have trained him instead. Uh, 16, C-3PO. Uh, love C-3PO, and then also 15 is R2-D2. Love both these characters. I prefer R2 a little more because C-3PO got mad annoying in the sequels. Uh, but he was hilarious in the original trilogy and the prequels to me. They just overdid it in the sequels. R2-D2 I like better because he doesn't talk at all. The, the beep, boop, beep. Like, that's just very funny to me. R2 is hilarious. Uh, 14, General Grievous. Um, I wish he had more. wish he did more in the wish we got some general grievous in the seventh season of the clone wars that would have been cool because if you looked at how they made him like he looked gorgeous i wish they did some general grievous stuff but he is awesome and in, in the clone wars he's awesome and man is he amazing in clone wars like he was so creepy how he just came up and smashed that jedi and just went through all, like there was many jedi fighting him and he's killing basically everybody except for like shakti and kiati mundi but my thing is, uh, he was awesome in Revenge of the Sith too. His voice, uh, the four lightsabers. Obi-Wan gets rid of his lightsabers quickly because he's just the master of defense. He's like 99 overall on defense. So he was the perfect guy to go up against uh, an all-out offensive guy like Grievous. But Grievous is a really good character. I always enjoyed him. And this is my favorite. This isn't best. Uh, this is just my personal favorites. 13, Lando Calrissian. Love Lando in the original trilogy. And he was it was cool to see him in Rise of Skywalker. But uh, And also, I really liked him in Solo. Uh, Gambino did a great job. Donald Glover did a fantastic job as Lando Calrissian, a young Lando. He nailed it to me. 
And Lando is just a great character. Billy D. Williams did a fantastic job in the Empire and Return of the Jedi. But just a, another really fun character. Uh, cocky and a smuggler, kind of like Han. A gambler. So I really enjoy Lando's character. Now we're getting into the, the cream of the crop. And 12 is Princess Leia. Now, this was a last-minute change. I had somebody a little lower, but I decided uh, I had to move him up higher on the list. Princess Leia, Leia is an iconic character, no doubt about it. But for me, I'm just not as big of a fan as uh, some of the characters that are higher. She's very important. If you're talking about best, she's going to go higher on the list. But this is favorite. She's right in at number 12. 11 is Mace Windu. Love Mace Windu. Love the purple lightsaber. Love Sam Jackson. He's awesome as Mace Windu. Uh, sad when he goes out. His killing of Jango Fett is absolutely savage. Chopping off his hands and then just obliterating his head. Clean off with Boba Fett watching too. Messed up. Mace Windu, great character. Uh, got some great stuff in Legends. Uh, Shatterpoint's a great book. You kind of find out why Mace has the purple lightsaber and more about him. Like I said earlier, he draws from the dark side and the light side. So he's just a very interesting character and very complex. Really love Mace Windu. Number 10, Captain Rex, man. Captain Rex was just fantastic. And those the last couple episodes of The Clone Wars made me love him even more. The emotion on his face when... He realizes he has to kill his brothers and Ahsoka won't let him. She pulls off the helmet. You see the tear rolling down his cheek. I mean, such great emotion and very great scene. Captain Rex, just one of the better characters in Star Wars. Uh, honestly, other than like Anakin and Ahsoka and Maul, he's the best character in the entire Clone Wars. Uh, maybe Obi-Wan could be above him as well, but Captain Rex is awesome in the Clone Wars. Number nine, Luke Skywalker. Uh, many people's number one would be Luke Skywalker. I didn't grow up uh, when the original trilogy came out. I did watch the original trilogy before the prequels, but no, Luke is not my favorite character. He's number nine. Uh, I like him a lot. He's awesome. No doubt about it. I just like other characters more than Luke Skywalker. I mean, he made it to the top 10. So I think that's really impressive. And Luke's got some great moments. I love Return of the Jedi when he first reveals that green lightsaber like that was awesome uh above the sarlacc pit that's great but you know there are just other characters above him and speaking of characters better eight is han solo now han solo and luke skywalker both kind of got brought down by the sequels as well but han solo is great in uh star wars and empire strikes back he is awesome he is top flight uh return of the jedi not as good still a good character just not as good as he was in the original too and he's cocky and just like the premise of i love you i know like that's an iconic response uh from han solo before he gets frozen in carbonite and he's a smuggler uh he's trying to get out of his debt with jabba hut keeps extending his time to pay him uh han solo is great man and he was good in solo a star wars story too so really love han solo Number seven, Yoda, uh, maybe the most powerful Jedi of all time. Pretty much he is most powerful Jedi ever. And I love Yoda with the lightsaber. Some people hated that, but if you grew up with these movies, I remember going to the theater to see Attack of the Clones, and I'll never forget Yoda whipping out that lightsaber. Uh, just an epic part. And I know that the, the Dooku-Anakin-Obi-Wan duel wasn't that good, uh, but it was better than anything in the sequels to me. I'd rather see that than baseball bats swinging at each other 
Uh, but when Yoda whips out that green lightsaber, that's epic. And then even more epic than that is the Revenge of the Sith meetup with Darth Sidious. Like, that is also iconic. And everybody's like, well, he shouldn't be using a lightsaber because of how he was in Empire. Like, he was way older in Empire. He had a different philosophy. This was a different time. Uh, of course, people, even Yoda can mature. Yoda made mistakes in the prequels. Everybody did. That's why the Jedi failed. And Yoda knows that. Yoda's way more wise in Empire and Returning the Jedi. So, love Yoda, love everything about him in Empire, he's great, uh, the wisdom that he implies on Luke, and the scene of him lifting the X-Wing out of the water is just, it's iconic with the music, Yoda's a fantastic character. Number sixth is Darth Sidious, uh, Chancellor Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, whatever you want to call him, he is really Darth Sidious, and this is the main villain of really the entire saga, but especially the original six, this guy is unbelievable. Like when you think about the planning that he had to do from the beginning to take over and it all goes according to plan and he's able to turn Anakin to the dark side, like his lines have been memed, but like the way he just delivers those lines, you know, are you going to kill me? I would certainly like to, I know you would. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. You know, I can't do as good of a job as Ian McDermott because he does a phenomenal job. And in the Clone Wars, he's absolutely fantastic. His duel with Maul in the press where he kills Maul's brother, Savage Opress, right in front of him. An unbelievable duel. Just love that about the Clone Wars. And Darth Sidious is a fantastic character. And he is the ultimate heel. He tricks Anakin. He lies to him and he takes everything from Anakin away. Uh, he tortures Anakin because when he lost to Obi-Wan, his punishment was that his transformation into Darth Vader was not going to be easy. They could have done it way easier. No, they made it as painful as possible. And that suit is uh, force lightning messes that thing up. That's why he dies when he throws Emperor off the ledge in Return of the Jedi. Because too much force lightning is going to mess with him and he was already getting up there in age. Darth Sidious is amazing, no doubt about it. Just the ultimate heel. Number five is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan was great as Ben Kenobi. Alec Guinness did a fantastic job. But Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan in the prequels is just fantastic, especially in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. He is phenomenal. He's phenomenal in Clone Wars and The Clone Wars. Phenomenal material with him in Legends as well. I cannot wait. For the Kenobi show on Disney Plus. That's going to be awesome. Maybe it's going to be Disney Plus's best Star Wars show. Maybe it'll overtake The Mandalorian. We will see. But it's going to be epic. I cannot wait. Uh, whether it's 2021 or 2022. Uh, it's going to be all kinds of epic. And Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just Anakin's master. The great duel with Anakin. A great character. Uh, just misses out on these next four. Because Obi-Wan is great. But like now these next four, you're talking about my four favorite Star Wars characters. These guys are on an even different level than even Obi-Wan. Uh, there's a cutoff between five and four. And so number four is Boba Fett. Love Boba Fett. He's not in many of the movies. Uh, he's in a little bit of Empire and even less in Return of the Jedi. But he looks absolutely badass. I have this awesome Boba Fett jacket that's like his armor. It's pretty awesome. Got it for like 15 bucks to a few years ago. But... Boba Fett is just, he's an awesome character. There's so much great material with him in Legends, a lot of the great Dark Horse comics. Um, I would love to see a Boba Fett story. I'd love to see him getting out of the Sarlacc pit 
and seeing what happens after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Because they say, oh, they killed him. No, he didn't. He doesn't die. He's the only one in the history to ever escape from the Sarlacc pit. You're supposed to be digested for 10,000 years, and Boba Fett's the only one to escape. That's amazing. Um, So, Boba Fett is just, he's that dude, man. Like, he's my favorite bounty hunter. He's awesome. Like, everything that about Jango Fett that I love, Boba Fett just takes it to another level, and the tragedy of him as a child watching Jango Fett his father uh his head get chopped off by Mace Windu like that just sets the stage for Boba Fett's life and Boba Fett's a fantastic character but now we're in the top three and number three is Ahsoka Tano and Ahsoka is one of those characters that you will never forget like Ahsoka and how pure her heart is where she won't kill any of the clones she's gonna make sure to deflect the bullets when those clones are fighting uh firing at her away from the clones she's making sure to deflect them not at the clone she is focusing on where to deflect those blasts so they don't kill the clones because she knows it's not their fault like her compassion is amazing and those last four episodes like they just brought ahsoka to another level like Ahsoka was definitely going to be in my top five, but I don't think she was above Boba Fett until these last four. And like, she's unbelievable. I love Ahsoka. I can't wait to see her in Mandalorian season two. I hope we get more Ahsoka content too. Maybe a movie, something like that would be great. Uh, Like I said, if they do another animated show, I hope we get Ahsoka uh, in there as well. But number two is Maul, Darth Maul, whatever you want to call him. Unbelievable. And again, last four episodes, really three for Maul specifically, just made me love Darth Maul even more as well, or as we know, Maul. Another person who Darth Sidious tortured, uh, he was taken as a baby and absolutely tortured, bred into a weapon of hate, and that's what was created, and just a great, great character. The Clone Wars really upped Darth Maul and how great of a character he was, because we got to really see him talk a lot, and his voice is iconic now, and... The Darth Maul arcs in Clone Wars, the Clone Wars are the best arcs of the entire show, in my opinion. Uh, Darth Maul is just that guy. I always loved Darth Maul. He was one of my favorite characters before the Clone Wars, and now after the Clone Wars, like that just solidifies him in the top three, and he settles in at number two. Uh, but number one, uh, this is not hard for me. This was a pretty easy decision, honestly. Uh, my favorite Star Wars character has always been Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Uh, the character that Star Wars is about, the GOAT, the Chosen One. He is the Kobe of Star Wars. He is absolutely the GOAT. Um, listen, people complain about hating Christians and all the time. That's my Anakin, and it will always be my Anakin. Uh, he is the GOAT, man. Uh, the scene of him getting burned on Mustafar is incredibly sad. The duel with Obi-Wan on Mustafar is the best Star Wars duel ever. Uh, Hayden Christensen was phenomenal. I'd love to see him, and I hope we get to see him in Kenobi in like a, a flashback or something. I really hope we get to see that in the Kenobi show. Um, Hayden Christensen did a phenomenal job as Anakin, in my opinion. And that's my favorite character. And then you get to Darth Vader and just such a tragic life that darth vader has it's why the finale of the clone wars was so sad and he picks up ahsoka's lightsaber and he doesn't realize that she's still alive he thinks that this is confirmation that she's dead and it's confirmation that he's now lost everything close to him you know emperor palpatine he tricked him and he's lost everything he lost padme he lost and he lost ahsoka 
like the two most important people really in his life. And then he lost Obi-Wan too as a friend. Uh, he lost everybody. And now he's just a, almost a machine and he's a weapon of hate. Well, like Darth Maul is bred to be, now it's it's Darth Vader and just a sad story. And then he's able to redeem himself and save Luke Skywalker. And in the process, that was it for his life. And Star Wars is the story of Skywalker and it's the story of Anakin Skywalker. He's the main character of the Star Wars franchise. He's the most important character. He's the icon. Darth Vader, um, that suit is absolutely iconic. He's evil, but there's more to him where Palpatine, Darth Sidious is pure evil. There's more to Anakin. He's really at heart. He's a good person who was really like the Jedi didn't do their job with him. If the Jedi had been more aware of what was going on with Anakin, if they had helped him out, they had made him a Jedi master, which he should have been. I mean, it's ridiculous that he wasn't made master, but... It is what it is. That's what happened. And listen, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, That's to me, that's the best Star Wars character. I don't really prescribe to anybody having a different opinion. Um, you know, Maul is awesome. Soka is awesome. Like, they're very close. Those are the only two, to me, that can even be debated with Anakin. And then Obi-Wan and Darth Sidious and Yoda and Boba Fett have their own little cases. But I don't think you could ever call Boba Fett the best Star Wars character. Uh... And then, of course, Luke and Leia and Han. Those are uh, good arguments, I suppose, too. But for me, it's Anakin, Darth Vader. Uh, he's the main character of the Star Wars saga, the original six movies. Uh, those are the best movies. When you watch a st- when you say we're doing a Star Wars marathon, uh, in my mind, if, you never, if you've seen Star Wars already, we're watching episodes one through six. Uh, if you've never seen them, then we're doing four through six and then one through three. So... But unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for you today uh, is Revenge of the Fifth. That is it. Um, so for now, we're going to have more content coming up. I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want to do for the next episodes now that these back-to-back Star Wars are done. Uh, wait a, a few days at least uh, before the next episode. Uh, still working really hard on like my videos and stuff like that so i'm trying to get my website even more updated but check us out on www.seethegame.com this episode will be up there as well as the other 19 episodes that i've done so far and of course keep tuning in uh check out my social medias at see the game 24 on instagram and twitter And that is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, go to www.seethegame.com to check out this episode or any other episode. Uh, Also available on Spotify and iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day.